Hey guys, and it's David here, back with another podcast. And today I have Regan and Fong here on the on the channel. And turns out today is a cerebral palsy awareness uh, day, and we're gonna get to talk about how they met. And of course, they get to share. They're gonna share advice on, on how to succeed as an interable couple. So Fong and, and Regan, welcome. Hi, thank you All for right, having us. So I I will first and foremost. Um, I'd like to say it's fantastic that you guys are together. I dug a little bit into what you, what you, uh, how you guys met, and it's it's fantastic. You know, it's really rare to see someone meet, uh, have a connection so not just quickly, but be able to connect in every aspect. So, can you share how you guys kind of met and and how you guys really connected? So we met um, on eHarmony, so online. Right. Because, uh, you know, these days it's really hard to just meet people out and especially I work from home and I started working from back in 2015. So I don't really go out too much. And when I do go out, it's with friends. And it's just really hard meeting people that way. So one day I was like, you know what, we'll try to do an online thing. And I was doing online dating for about a year before I met Regan and, you know, met a few nice people. Met a few that are a little bit, you know, judgmental, like they would go out with me, but then at the same time, like you can kind of feel like they're not really like okay or comfortable with like cerebral palsy or disability in general. And I kind of get that too. So after a while, I'm just like, well, should I keep trying or just, you know, take a small break? And, you know, before, you know what, he messaged me and, you know, some other people do as well. And I, I'm up front on my page as well. It's like I have cerebral palsy. And there's a lot of guys, you know, who didn't mind that um, about that. And there's a lot of really nice guys and some don't care, but you just don't really click, you know, as personality wise. But with him, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fast. Oh, yeah, I feel you. I've been on those dating sites before and it can be very superficial and very brutal, especially for for individuals like ourselves, you know, it, and it's all like, like you said, you did the perfect thing by just putting yourself out there first and foremost because you know if you don't and if they find out like after the fact they'll be like what like but but it's always awesome to just be upfront with everything especially when it comes to disability because they need to know the full you not just half of you right. I mean no one eats half a cookie and leaves the whole glass of milk you know yeah um so so Regan um I wanted to, to ask you have you ever, I think, experienced like any any like trouble in public where people kind of you know, I guess you know shame you or or treat you differently because you're da you're dating Fong or you're uh, married to her? I'm sorry. No, I don't really see much of a difference towards me. I do see how the public sees her. Um, they don't really see me around her. They just see her and her walker. Uh, most of the time we get stares from little kids or like, uh, especially from little Asian girls. Yeah. Going, like, like what happened to her, you know? And like, they're just, they just don't know what's, uh, what her disability is like. And, and uh, most of the time it's me just uh, trying to get people out of the, the handicap zone or the walkway. I'm just like, no, you, you shouldn't have to go around people, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, usually she'd be she'd be the first one to be a little hot headed about it, but I I, I try to stick up for her as much as I can. Um, 
but it, I don't see any difference towards me, towards her, yes. Um, but I don't feel any different uh, if I was dating a non-disabled person or not. That that is that is awesome. I mean, I've personally I've dated somebody, uh, you know, and I've dated somebody able-bodied and disabled before, and you could tell the you could tell the, there's differences between both, right. you know. There, but the the whole you know, um, getting through crowds and having to deal with people that are very uh, disrespectful. It's it's all it's all it all it's always there. It's always there, you know, like. You had to deal with um with people that just like you like why are you dating this guy when you could do something better or this woman when you could do something better, and I'm sure you hear you hear that a lot, you know, especially out in public, you know, somebody will come up to you and just say something blatant. But at the end of the day, it's it's up to us to just blow it off and just keep on moving, you know. It's right. it's um so following that. Uh, Fong, did you ever experience like any, did you have difficulty at first? I mean, getting into like the, the dating scene in general and just because of, you know, cerebral palsy? Kind of, I'm just kind of a little nervous about how, you know, um, somebody would help me get into the car or things like that. Like I would just be like, I don't drive. So if you're going to go on a date with me, you have to pick me up like that. I lived with my parents, um, you know, before moving with Regan. So I told them up front, you know, like, this is what it is. And they're really okay with that. It's usually just trying to get into the car and they sometimes like, oh, how do you want me to help you? And things like that. So with the the ones that I've dated before, you know, a lot of them were really nice um, and really accommodating. The only thing that I've noticed, especially now uh, with Regan, you know, since we first started dating, um, is that, you know how sometimes when people try to approach you, you know, they'll talk to you, but as far as me, they would go to Regan's first. And there's two things that we would try to see if this is how, like one thing could be, you know, because sometimes people think that disabled people can't speak for themselves. And so they'll try to talk to somebody who's like right next to us that seems, you know, non-disabled. Another thing is that I look really young, especially if I don't wear makeup. Many people think I'm like 12 and there's a few people literally <laughs> ask us if Regan is my legal guardian or a parent. What? A couple yeah. of times. So wow. Sometimes when yeah, they just come the to him. Yeah, especially with COVID and the mask, you just see my eyes and, and my tiny body. I'm 4'6". And when I wear heels outside, I'm about 4'9", 4'10". So I'm really, really short. And standing next to him, he's 5'10". It, you can see a big difference in how young that I look. Yeah, I can tell by the pictures. He's he, he's he's tall. I can see the difference in in height. Yeah. But um, you know, but it's crazy. I'm I'm short myself, and I always get the same exact reaction. Yeah. But I just tell people, hey, it's it's um, at least I can be twelve forever. You know, I can go to a buffet and be like, hey, I'm I'm twelve. You know, I can get away with stuff and. Hey, take your height to your advantage. Use it as a gift. Right. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I just think that because I look pretty young, uh, most of the time is the reason why, like, people would talk to him first before they do to me. But, like, once they get to know me, um, they can tell, like, I'm the one making a decision. Because <laughs> whenever we go to buy the house or when we purchase a car together, and, you know, like, when they see me walking in, and they will talk to him for a little bit, but as soon as yeah. I started, walk, like, talking... And they're just like, are you sure you don't want a job here? Like when we got the car, 
um, you know, together, <laughs> I would be the one negotiating the rates and be like, well, can you do better than this? Because I did my research and, you know, things like that. And they're like, you sure you don't want a job because you'll be really good at what you do. So I can picture Regan now. I can picture Regan now. He's like, he's like, talk to her. Don't talk to me. Talk to her. She, she let her do, let her do the talking. I don't want to deal with you guys. <laughs> And I guess maybe sometimes I do, you know, like overcompensate because, you know, with disability, people think that um, when you have a physical disability, you might have a mental disability as well. That sometimes goes hand in hand to where you think like, oh, she might not be as intelligent or he might not be as intelligent. Like back in high school, they accidentally put me into like a special ed class, you know, because they didn't think I, I'm, I'm a fast learner, but I'm really good at, um, so within a week there, I noticed something's up. And I talked to one of my teachers, like, I don't think this class is, is for me because I've learned this last year already. And when they're like, I think they put you in the wrong class and we went to the counselor and they switched me. So it's one of those, um, my guess is like prejudice, you know, that people assume for themselves. Yeah, I can, I can, I can tell you from personal experience that myself, I was in a special ed class and yeah. luckily my, my, of course, I had a my stepmom at the time. She's like, "Oh no, we're gonna take you out. This is the wrong class for you." Yeah. And I know you got more potential than that. Yeah. And she ended up taking me out, so I ended up being at a special ed. So the the thing with um when it comes to education and disabilities, is that there's a huge common common misconception that physically, where where we um we struggle, but to to but to the general public. It also leads to the to the mental side of it. So they think, oh, you're physically disabled, then it has to impact you mentally as well. But that's yeah. not the case. That's, that's not, not the, case, the case, especially with cerebral palsy. You know, like you know, many of them does have an impact mentally as well, and that's totally fine. Like I advocate it for everyone. Like I try to, but at the same time, I like just don't assume. You know, like people do that a lot, especially um, in growing up in Asia too. And like he mentioned, usually like little girls or little boys would stare at me a lot. And especially if they're like Asian descent, um, I know that with a lot of Asian culture, disability is not really the norm. Like when I grew up and my mom had me, no one know what I had. Like, I don't think Vietnam knows what cerebral palsy is. So I was never treated until I grew up here. And I started my treatment when I was like about nine years old. Wow. So I started out pretty late versus, you know, like other kids that were born here. And so, you know, people don't really talk about it because they don't think, um, they still have like a prejudice to where you shouldn't be outside, you shouldn't have a normal life and things like that. So I kind of grew up around those kind of um, mentality and think like, well, what's gonna happen to her when she grows up and how she gonna live life and things like that. And I feel like um, I just try to prove people that I can do it and that, you know, in the U.S., it's a lot better than growing up in Asia, but I try to advocate for basically both countries, really. That, 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 is, that is awesome. Um, we need more people like that. And uh, right now is the perfect time, especially what we're dealing with now, yeah. to just get out there and advocate and speak for yourself. And uh, just, just spread positivity everywhere you go, because right now we need more positivity than ever, especially oh, yeah. with what we're dealing with every day on a daily basis. It's mm -hmm. horrible. Uh, so Regan, what is your experience with disability? Like, what did you, did you, I guess, have a member with a disability or how did you, how did you learn about disability firsthand? 
Well, I had uh, some classmates that have disabilities as well. I kind of grew up uh, like elementary, middle school, high school, alongside of many people with disabilities. So I wasn't really uh, out of the normal for me to come across somebody with a disability, whether that be cerebral palsy or autism or any, uh, I think a couple of Down syndrome. I, I've been relatively known uh, for people with disabilities. So it didn't really surprise me or catch me off guard or I didn't see them as out of the norm. So I, when, when she uh, first introduced herself when we first started talking online was she says I have cerebral palsy. Well, of course, most of the time when you don't know what kind of disability it is, you go Google search engine and look it up and it'll give you a, a brief explanation of what it is. And um, when I, after I did that, I was like, oh, well, I, I knew a girl in my classroom that used to have it. And uh, she, she was like the sweetest girl in the class. She was actually quite funny too. Um, so uh, she asked me like, do you have any questions about it? I said, no, I don't have any questions. So she took that as like, a, as a question mark, basically. Uh, a, sign of a sign of comfort that you were comfortable about it. Yeah. So when I first picked her up, um, I made sure that I got the address right. And I circled the, uh, the block a couple of times to <laughs> make sure I wasn't too early or I wasn't gonna be late. Um, but I, I showed up on time. Uh, her mom introduced her uh, to myself. And uh, the first thing that popped in my mind is she's a lot shorter than she said she was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I was about like four, eight, four, nine. Cause like, you know, if you go to the doctor and have shoes on and they usually measure you like the thing of it. And yeah, like he's like, no, you're not. I, I, can, I can imagine like Regan walking in, be like, oh boy, here come the parents. <laughs> and then he, then he looks at you and be like, wait a minute, but you're, you're shorter than what I thought. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I it's, it's um i mean to hear something like that it's it's incredible you know to and you guys have been so you guys have been together for quite a bit right almost four years yeah four years four years going strong that's that's awesome um and then uh what is um how do you how do you guys how do you guys compliment each other like skill like who's the better cook who's the better driver uh things so yeah. you're, you're the better everything is that what it is, Regan? Yeah, I used to work as a chef, and uh, obviously I, I'm the designated driver. So she gets to go out drinking more than I do. So, so you're more of the party planner. Is mm -hmm. that right, Fawn? You're more of the you plan yeah, everything I, out. I plan stuff. I don't drink as tea. You know, I don't drink that much because I'm very lightweight. So one drink, like I'm done. But yeah, he pretty much like drives around, and I would tell him, you know, what I want to do and things like that, and he would. He usually just okay with whatever I'm trying to I'm trying to plan. Um, oh man, now that you told Regan, now that you told me that you were a chef, I'm gonna have to go up there and visit you guys. I, yeah. I gotta try. I gotta try some of that food. Definitely, it's, it's yeah. funny too because like you know like growing up like sometimes my mom would just like well you know since you can't do a lot like especially like you know the chores and stuff around the house and you know you like your husband would have to like cook and stuff I was like yeah I, I would love to marry a chef like one of my favorite show back then was take home chef 
Um, I don't know if you heard of that, but it's basically like this guy walking around like the supermarket, talking to people and say they just need to surprise somebody for a meal that night and things like that. And he'll go home with them and he'll make them a really nice meal. And I'm just thinking like, I would love to have a husband like that one day. And yeah, and now there he is, right? <laughs> he is right there. Yeah. You got the you got the whole package. Yeah. A cook, a driver, a really nice, funny and friendly guy. It's it, hey. What more can you ask for, right? No, it's just a total surprise, too. It's just like, because, like, you know, growing up, it's like, I, I don't think about marriage, really. Like, I want a date. Because, I mean, like, I just want to see things out there. Like, I have a couple of serious relationships, and it didn't work out. And then I'm just like, you know what? Both of them were, were from school. So one of them I dated when I was um, really young. And then one was, like, in college. So they're both in school. I never really experienced, like, you going out on a date with a person you just met. So after a while, I'm, so I'm gonna try this out. So starting online dating, I'm actually in the dating scene, really, where it's just like, you know, movies, dinner, and then like, that's it. Rather than having a friend that you know for a while from school. So that was a really uh, different experience for me too. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've you know, I've tried uh, online dating and, you know, dating out in public and, it's not easy. You just gotta be. You just have to be confident. And you yeah. guys have risen above that, which is which is awesome. You know, a lot of people with disabilities don't. Um, they feel that uh, they can't get past the hurdle of friendship because um, a lot of people don't take the time to educate themselves or to do research or to learn of the person that they're trying to date that has a physical or a mental disability. Yeah. So what is, um, what is some advice you'd give to, to someone that's, I guess, trying to, trying to start dating or just getting into the dating scene that you, you could possibly share? Uh, from my perspective, just be yourself, you know, because like I, I talk about this on my Instagram, like I used to be quite a shame of my walker you can say like I don't like to be in pictures with my walker like if I post something you will never see my walker in it you know I try not to and it's just like I don't like talking about that especially um to other people as well um but then you know when I'm trying online dating I just kind of force myself to like you know what they're gonna know anyway so might as well be upfront with it and then uh, when I started dating Regan I'm getting a little more comfortable but just not as much but as times go by and as I get older, um, I start to, you know, like, like he helps me a lot with my confidence too. Like you can love yourself, but you have to have somebody there just to kind of cheer you on. I think, you know, like you can love yourself all you want, but if everybody around you just kind of like not letting you do that or just think differently about you, it's really hard to rise above that. So I think you need to be with positive people. You can't be in a room full of negative people and then be like, you know what, if you don't love yourself, no one else will because technically you can't really see yourself the way others see it if everybody else is gonna be negative about you. So if you're around people who puts you down or makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe you're in the wrong group. Yeah, that, that is that is definitely true. It, it, it's all about who you surround yourself with and how how you perceive the world around you. You know, if you if you're always in a funk and you always think about everything negatively, then things will be negative. But if you if you surround yourself with positive people, 
that positivity, it, it it's um it's infectious, you know, it it spreads to you and it's it's a it's a good kind of thing. You know, you want you want to spread positivity right. instead of negativity all the time. Um it's it's one of those things where it, it's very very complex because as somebody who deals with cerebral palsy every day and knows people with different different uh, different disabilities ar around you see a lot of people deal with uh, self esteem self esteem issues because they struggle with uh, you know the so uh, keeping the social norms you know uh, being around people uh, dating finding a job, finding employment. That's another one. Oh, yeah, that's um, it's, it's not easy. And um, it seems like you two have conquered it so well. Uh, so what, what has kept you strong all these last four years? What is what are some things that have helped you maintain that strong bond between you two? Um, I think it's just we click, you know, it's not that something we have to overcome or anything like that. I think we just got lucky that our personality works really well together and we have a lot of things in common. So I don't think there's a lot of like obstacle for us to kind of like, well, we need to work this out in order for us to be successful. I think it's, it is marriage is hard and also dating, but um, he makes it easy and we try to make, you know, work with each other. And I think it's just the fact that you just have to be with somebody who make you feel like yourself and not force, you know, like force a relationship to where you want to um, to be perfect all the time. Like I would date like other people and I would make sure that, you know, my makeup's all nice and everything's great before I go out and things like that. And I'm just kind of hold myself back. But with Regan, it just comes natural. Like when I laugh, I rat laugh so hard and anything like that, you know, I don't hold back or anything. And you just kind of find that person. If you in a relationship or if you're meeting people and you feel like you kind of have to hold yourself back, maybe it's, it's not the one, the one for you, in my opinion. There's yes. other things that we have overcome, you know, like financially, like, you know, with the wedding, with the house and things like that. And we run into some financial issue. That's an everyday thing. Every couple goes through it. But as far as with our relationship, I don't think it's that hard, but. If no. you have it, you want to add. Well, I mean, I, I think we just <laughs> improve each other. You know, yeah. uh, I, I, I push to be better as, as a person, as a husband uh, for her. And she does the same thing as a wife. And, and it's never, we can't do this. It's that we're going to uh, try hard to, to accomplish what we want to do. Like I get a house or I drive a nice car or stuff like that. Even in uh, career wise, want to, uh, proceed further into our careers you know we push each other to go for those things instead of just settle down with um where we were at before we met each other and and most of the time and uh, a lot of our uh, talks with each other is that we we basically uh once we found each other our lives got a whole 180 and uh it, it went towards the better uh, uh for our our lives together that that is that is a that is beautiful. That is that is such a beautiful thing. Uh, Fong, what is it that you that you do for an occupation? I work for Hilton Worldwide, which is the hotel chain. So that is awesome. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, um, finding work is hard. Yes, 
Um, so when I was in college, I was actually a fashion major. I want to be in fashion. And I started with Neiman Marcus for a while and I didn't like it because, you know, of how people are kind of snobby because it's the, the store for like the wealthy. So sometimes when you talk to people and they're just like, mm -hmm, not really my thing. And I was working on the phone as well. And I want to be in store, but it's kind of hard for me, you know, especially with my disability, because it's going to be a lot of walking around, a lot of running. I did a, like a bunch of interviews and some interview, I feel like I did a really good job and that I know what I'm doing. Um, but at the same time, you know, there was like, oh, well, we'll just go with somebody like we think is more suited. And they didn't give me a reason. But in the back of my mind, it's like, I, I, I would think, you know, I would know. Because it's like an office job where it, there's this one job that I really like love to get, which is like on a computer. Um, basically, I just like uploading photos and describing them and things like that, and which is basically I, I'm good with computers too. And we did an interview and I had to be in the office. And I guess that was one of the main reason why, you know, they think like I might not be able to drive because I told them I don't drive, but I was able to get like um, a cab or something like that. I'll, I'll find a way to do so, but they weren't too accommodating. And now that, you know, COVID happened, you can kind of see that everybody's working from home. So it's not impossible, but it's just kind of like people just don't seem to make that accommodation for disabled people, which is really sad. Oh yeah, I, I can, I can, I can feel you. You know, um, uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I'm a teacher, so I work hybrid. So I do face-to-face -face and online at the same time. So there's days where it gets overwhelming, but it's it's not impossible. And on uh, your situation as far as employment, I've gone through it before, and it's. It's not an easy feeling. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth. But the one thing that I've learned is uh, don't give up on yourself, uh, especially when it comes to the job market or dating or marriage. Uh, the key to, to succeeding to that is just being positive and any, anything you, you aspire to, you know? If you want that job, you, you, have, to, you have to keep on, um, as they say, you have to hustle. You know, right. you have to, you have to show them that you want it. You know, mm -hmm. you have to, within a couple of days, call them again, you know, let them know, Hey, are you, you still have the job open? I'm yeah. still interested. And when they hear that, they hear that confidence, mm -hmm. you know, they hear that, Hey, this person wants a job. E even if they, they have the, they struggle with this uh, particular situation, you know, we want them, but we don't want that person that just decides to just take the job and, and not and do do really shoddy, you know. They, they just don't want to do it at all. So um, that's that's fantastic. That's that's awesome, you know. Because it, it took me. I applied for my job twice, and twice I was denied. My third time, I got it. Oh, that's awesome. Because I wanted it. So what so, grade? So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And and you guys have been you guys have been uh. So wonderful today. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, considering that it's like super late right now and you guys are probably busy and have to do things, but um, it's been fantastic. I, I loved hearing your story. And um, do you guys have any plans to just do other, other, other speaking engagements? Do you guys, plan, I mean, this is, I know this is your first one, but yeah. I feel like it's a great idea for you to branch out. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have any availabilities and just let us know, we'll We'd love to talk more. And, you know, like we're just trying to continue for the future and hopefully, you know, be better as a couple and grow maybe a family one day too, which, you know, 
we're thinking about it, but not yet. So there's going to be hopefully more to come. That is awesome, you guys. And um, so so uh, it's been a it's been a like I said, it's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. Um, I'm glad that today was was the perfect day to share share your your story because, as I mentioned earlier, it's Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day, and what better occasion than to share a story of love and you know relationship when it comes to disability, you know. Uh, such an exciting moment for me, and you guys are pretty much the first couple I have on the on the channel, so it's awesome. Uh, so, do you guys have um I guess any way that they can find your story? I mean, can people I guess? Uh, we it's just basically my Instagram. I've been since okay. March, since the first of March. I've been posting a lot about cerebral palsy. I basically try to post every day, you know, with my walker, just to kind of help awareness. I also started a fundraiser for um, this hospital called Shrine Hospital that I was a patient when I grew up in Chicago, and they helped me a lot um, just to improve um, on things. And you know, they are a nonprofit to where they help families, um, you know, with treatments and they didn't have to worry about any cost or anything like that. So they did, you know, uh, cerebral palsy, any type of disability that um, that a kid might have, you can definitely go and see them. They have many locations. So I'm just trying to advocate for them as well because they took such great care of me and my parents never paid a dime because we, we didn't have much money then, but it never seems to be a problem with them. So. That, that is awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, look, that, that right there is a testimony that just because you have, you struggle with anything in life, doesn't mean that you can't get to your goal. Um, especially when you're suffering from CP or any particular disability, you can still get married and you can still have a happy life. And um, there, and Fong and Regan are definitely a testimony that that can happen, you know, so don't give up, don't give up, keep pushing forward. And as I, as I always say, you know, um, I appreciate all my guests on the show. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and every other major outlet out there. And remember, if I can do it, so can you.